This is Fair Talk presented by the Northern Wisconsin State Fair. Don't forget to follow the Northern Wisconsin State Fair on all of the socials for details on not only next year's fair, but all of the other great events going on here at the fairgrounds. Uh, there's stuff going on darn near uh, <laughs> darn near every month <laughs> of the year, so plenty that is going on, not just the exciting fair that takes place. I'm Scott, joined by the fair's executive director, Rusty Volk. Rusty, how's it going? Well, I tell you, Scott, it's been a wonderful summer, and fall is coming on, and I tell you, I feel great. I've been doing really good uh, once the fair is over. It was a very successful fair. Uh, attendance was great. Uh, we had really no issues other than parking, getting cars in. That's kind of a crazy thing that happens, and uh, quite frankly, Frankly, the city of Chippewa Falls isn't really set up real well to bring lots of people into town. So we are working with the uh, police department and everybody in town, the groups, to say, what are we doing next year? Because I'm a firm believer that if the fair is not continually growing, that it's dying. So I feel events need to continue to grow, whether it be the fair, whether it be Spring Fest, Oktoberfest, whatever event, I want to try to help them to make sure they grow and succeed. So again, lots of great events uh, go on uh, here. Uh, A lot of them bring in hundreds, thousands uh, to the community. One of them that's coming up is Oktoberfest, something that is very much has become a staple of this community, Chippewa Falls and uh, the greater uh, western Wisconsin area. It is something that has become circled. I think it's one of those events that when uh, COVID came, people immediately missed out. Yep. They, they, they knew that they missed it. They liked that this was becoming an annual yeah. tradition. And uh, that is something the, the fairgrounds plays a role in. Yes, we do. We play a role in all those annual events that happen in Chippewa Falls. And uh, Oktoberfest was another one of those that, you know, what is COVID going to do and what impact is it going to be? And how do we uh, try to keep that excitement of that uh, very traditional German heritage that we have in our community here to carry that on? So it was challenging for that Oktoberfest committee to uh, really call and pull the strings on not having it in 2020, as it was the fair in every event that we had. It's a pandemic. We lived through it, we learned from it, and we move forward is what it is. So this is really the 20th year for Oktoberfest, which is going to be starting here on September 15th and 16th of this next weekend here. So get on out there if you're hearing this and enjoy some fun. The weather's going to be perfect. And I think the fun thing uh, with this podcast, as we said, and people can go back to listen to uh, the previous episodes as well, learn a little bit more about the history of the fairgrounds itself is that we are introducing people to how things operate here. When we talk about the fair itself, that's something you guys are 100% involved (laughs) in. Oktoberfest is one of these events that's a little bit different. You guys are the host site for it, but it is something that you are working in concert with an outside group in putting it on. So tell us a little bit about how that operates. Well, sure, Scott. It's uh, you're absolutely right. The 
fair venue was set up and built up for multiple types of events that we work out throughout the year. And so for an Oktoberfest type of event, event that committee, Oktoberfest committee, has multiple subcommittees that run their entertainment and their uh, decorations and the facilities and parking and you name it. We as a fair association stay out of that actual coordination of the specifics of the event. However, we work hand in hand with the facilities portion of it. How do they utilize and how can they best utilize the improvements that we've had on the grounds and how can we best help them with those improvements to make it more comfortable for attendees to be here and to make it safer for attendees to be here with as far as facility management. You know, we uh, spend a lot of time, number of days prior to Oktoberfest to prepare the grounds to make sure they're ready, setting up fencing and gating so that they can accommodate in their festival area that they want to utilize. Working with them as far as where do the committees hang out, where they meet. They have a lot of meetings up here prior to Oktoberfest, the committee does. But they basically operate it. We help them with the facilities to facilitate it and to get it done. We work hand in hand. You know, what can, and when, when we build and we continue to improve on the grounds, like I said, if you're not improving, you're, you're dying. Uh, how do we make those improvements also aid other events? How does it help an event like Oktoberfest and Springfest and some of the new events that we got going on, the Indian Head Kennel Club, we had an auto racing thing this weekend. So constantly, what are we doing with facilities when we build them that also help them to bring more people to town? It gets to be about tourism. <laughs> it, it, all go, it all goes hand in hand, in hand and kind of going off of, uh, and you answered some of this, right there but when these outside promoters come in in this case it is the uh, the Oktoberfest committee yeah. what is expected from you what, yeah. over the years what is expected from you guys and does it change maybe from promoter to promoter what they're looking for from you as far as your role exactly so what typically when you go about it you have to fill an application Okay, if you have new events, we love to sit down with new events and say, how can you utilize this venue? So you fill out an application, you know, we need to know what you're going to have, how many people you're going to have, what are your expectations of, an of a new event coming in? Once we know what your expectations are, then we can say, okay, what facilities are you going to use? You're going to use the whole fairgrounds? You're going to use part of the fairgrounds? Are you going to use camping? You know, do you need the entire parking lot? Do you need the parking lot set up for multiple group, uh, vehicles to park? What's the size and scope of it so that we can sit down and come up with an equitable uh, rental agreement that you can utilize to rent these facilities for that specific period of time? And then how many days do you need to set up? So there's a lot of pre-planning that goes in with each organization. We now have a planning event planner on staff. Beth takes care of that. He visits with the organizations. What are the specifics that you're really looking forward? Uh, are you going to have more? Do you need tents? Or are the buildings that we have sufficient? Exactly what 
it's going to need it. If you're going to put a tent up, we can't have anybody out here uh, digging holes in the ground, putting stakes in the ground. Okay, we've got infrastructure we got to prepare for. We don't want people's uh, just certain activities. We want to safeguard our investment that we've got for the community with these grounds so that a specific event doesn't tear it up. Those are the things we have to look like to have to safeguard that as well as uh, insurance. Where's the insurance? Are you serving alcohol? Are you serving beer? You know, do you have your license? Here's where you go to get your license. Some of the new things that are coming up right now, which is new this year, is do you have a sales tax number for all your vendors? Aha! So you can all government wants to get involved in this. So they have a new S240, I believe, form that they're hitting every one of our organizations that rent the grounds to say, I want a list of all your food vendors, anybody that sold anything, to see if they're paying sales tax. And if they do, so they want to make sure those revenues. We knew this was coming down to pipe here a couple of years ago in the fare industry by being involved in the state, but we didn't. I didn't ever think they'd ever check on it. So as the fare association, we've always, that's part of the application process in order to be a vendor. These things are in place. So we take what we've learned at the fare industry from the state and national level and try to accommodate those organizations that also work with us for these events so they're not all of a sudden laid out, so that they're not uh, brought up and say, oh, my God, where am I going to get this, you know? So we try to help them as much as we can. Of course, with an uh, event like Oktoberfest that's coming up on the uh, 15th and 16th of September, long established, a little bit different with, with them is, I would think, from your guys' standpoint, just helping them to fine-tune year after year. And when when somebody's been around as long as they have, they probably have a little bit, a little bit of pull with you guys, too, asking for certain things yeah. that you are able to acquiesce and say, you know what, that's a good idea and something we can utilize for somebody else. Absolutely. We always work together. What's going to be beneficial for your event that we can accommodate and work in other events, whether it be the fair or any other event that's going on? Specifically now that we have some new buildings and new structures on the venue, you know, do they want to grow into those particular structures? Is they possible? Do they at least give it as an option? Because we had to rebuild our agricultural area. Now, can that aid at an event? You know, Oktoberfest, maybe not in that they want to keep it in a certain footprint of the fairgrounds is where they like to keep it in that regard. But at least gives them an option to say, hey, do we want to go outside the box and have something else going on during Oktoberfest that they can work with? So, yes, um, events, when they come to us, you know, we could use this. We could use X, Y, Z. You know, we need more power in this area. You know, we uh, need more water in this area. Those are some of the infrastructure things that we've tried to accommodate as we've gone along with anything we've done to make it easier the entryway coming into the fairgrounds adding more ticket booths you know making it more appealing getting people off the street helping parking out for all events those are the things that i think are are key that collectively working with these events we can make this a much better place all the time <laughs> where does Oktoberfest rank in sort of your guys's yearly calendar in in terms of size and scope 
at the fairgrounds? Well, it's it, it varies. Sometimes we have some very large events. This past year, One Fest was a very large event due to the growth that they've had and how many and the artistry that they had, you know. So Oktoberfest, it probably fits in about that second, third category of actual uh, bringing people to town of what it is. And so that's great. Uh, you know, if we can build them up even more, that'd be great. You know, I'd like to see more people attend Oktoberfest. And, you know, why not have other ethnic type events as well you've got irish fest and some of these and some of the larger cities some of the fairgrounds as you know in the region especially when you get to the larger fairgrounds that are owned shall we say privately like we are you have the capability of building bringing in other ones uh you know it's, it's funny many years ago we brought in a monk fest for the Vietnam Vietnamese, which was very successful, it brought in a lot of people, and it was very culturally uh, accented, which is another educational thing. So uh, Oktoberfest, great event. And uh, I mean, 20 years, it keeps. Uh, it's always something that everybody's looking for. It's a family thing. People come home from, from you know, many states away. The families come home to enjoy the festivities, dressed apart, and uh, raise a toast. <laughs> you know, we, we were talking about this just before we started the podcast. Now, of course, for any event, you hope it goes by swimmingly without any issue whatsoever. <laughs> but something could always, always pop up. A, a fuse could go out. You never know what could what could end up happening. But Whenever, when any, any time one of these events are held, it's one of those things that does represent the fair as well. Even though mm -hmm. the Oktoberfest committee may have put certain things together or whoever the outside vendor is, you guys understand it's something that still reflects on the fairground. So it's right. not something you guys ever throw your uh, your partners under the right. bus on, is it? Right. No, it's not. No, it's not. Whenever any event that's on the grounds... Uh, you know, if people have a bad experience at an event, you know, where was it? It was at the fairgrounds. That's the first name that comes up. Sometimes it doesn't say what event it was. And so we try to really uh, help these events to come upon, to develop and to grow uh, in a lot of areas, especially where it comes to safety and security. Uh, we have a very extensive emergency evacuation plan that has to work with the city, the county, and the EMS uh, as far as any weather issues that come about. So those unforeseen things that you can't plan for, those are things we definitely have in place. So when events come in, their security has to understand our plan of action and how we work this plan of action so that it's consistent on the fairgrounds for all events in our community with the city and the county and the hospitals. We've done scenarios of major disasters during an event and how does that work? How do we implement that particular and give that plan to the Oktoberfest, the Springfest, the dog show, the extravaganza, all these events that happen that they know what the procedure is on the grounds. Those are, uh, you know, really the upper level things that we've uh, taken care of and it makes it a lot easier for events to happen because it's consistent and you just give them a cheat sheet and say hey if this happens <laughs> this is what you do this happens this is what you do so that they don't have to go through a complete planning session and our police don't have to you know because then they know exactly what's going on uh so those things the uh the 
licensing, the insurance, making sure those are in place. You never want to use it, but you still got to have it. So those upper things have to be in place. And that's part of our application process, knowing that this is what you do, this is the next step, this is where we're going to go. These are the things we have to have in place for the fairgrounds. These are the things you should have in place, uh, especially when it comes in line of, shall we say, food vendors. Food's a huge part of every event. Of every event, and I'll be honest with you, about, oh, I'm going to say six years ago, we had an outbreak here at the fairgrounds from an event, totally not our fault whatsoever, but a number of people got sick. And it was, we had it at the fairgrounds, we go, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, we didn't have anything to do with this, you know. You brought your food vendors in, so we've tried to really amplify and look at what are food vendors and what type of safeguards. And while the state of Wisconsin and Chippewa County have their food guides and their recommendation requirements, what they license, I'll tell you right now, we have stricter uh, requirements for the fairgrounds than the Chippewa County does. And we've informed Chippewa County that. So that we want to make sure that when people do serve food here, it's to a little bit higher standard that we want them to be careful of to make sure that people do not get sick because the larger events are held here at the fairgrounds. And so we feel that we need to be not more restrictive, but just being more careful that certain requirements are met. Does that make sense to you, Scott? Oh, absolutely. And, uh, and I think that kind of leads into, into this right here. As you said, over time, certain policies get set up and what one what, what, what helps out one event can help out another event. And, oh, we needed this for this. And we'll probably need it for that. Overall, in the course you've been doing this, what are some of the characteristics that lead to a an event, an outside promoter having an event here and be able to eventually become a long-term success as opposed to a one year they do it or a mm -hmm. couple years and then it, it, it disappears. That's a really good question because that's a big challenge. It really is, Scott, because you bring in a promoter that comes in. We've had many of them come in here and say, well, we want to have this on an annual basis. Uh, we want to have it for two, three weekends in a row. You can imagine what some of those might be like. And we got to sit down with some, okay, how, how solid are you in your planning, you know? How many people are you going to bring in? What are you expecting? Are you expecting to rent these facilities for two, three weeks or just a weekend for little or nothing and and generate all the revenues? We have expenses. So we I always sit down with them and say, what are your long-range plans? Do you have a track record? Where were you previously? How did that go? Why did you have to move? Okay. When when we st when I started in this job back in '09 and looking at how to create events at that time we had four or five events total for the whole year and our facilities were not very good let's face it and so we had to build them up and I thought once we started improving how do I build events and so it got to how do I remain equitable to local nonprofits and yet equitable to people coming in. That's been a huge, huge challenge. But every event is different. They all have different needs. Certain events got three times as much garbage with less people. 
it depends on the event. And so there has to be some leeway and to lay out the groundwork and the formats and the pricing structure for this is always a challenge. So bringing in new events is challenging and it's a lot of fun. And what I've typically done is you come in with a good business plan on what your event's going to be like, what you want to do, how it's going to help the community, that you're just not coming in here and running an event and leaving, uh, that you can do it on an annual basis. We're going to discount you and we're going to help you with that event to grow, help you with your maybe your marketing to get it out. We have a very strong marketing. Everybody knows the fair, so we can utilize that to help bring events up. So in creating that new event, I'm totally open to have new events all the time. And we've had to turn some down because they've not really worked up to what our expectations were. When I look with facilities, visiting my facility manager, my finance department and marketing, and to say, is this a good fit for us or is it not? And how do we safeguard that? The other thing is, is we've had some events here that have grown drastically over the years to the point that they've outlived us. They've outgrown us. OneFest is a great example of that. Helping them get started. They've been growing, they've been growing, they've been growing, and now they're moving to the Country Fest grounds next year. It's not the facilities. They've just outgrown us. Well, I was saying, and how much fun is it to see an event yeah. like that? And I know it started off small. Heather and that group started off small, and yeah. then they have just kept you know, and they they started just before the pandemic and carried right on through. And I know there's been other events here that have only grown as time yeah. has gone on. That's yeah. got to be fun to see because yeah. like anything in life, we remember the losses sometimes right. more than the wins. <laughs> you, you, you could probably think of a couple of events that yeah. maybe petered out. But there's always those wins that you have to remember, too. Yes, exactly. And there's some events that are cured that have grown a bit, and then they get an idea that we're going to go do something different. I'm going, wait a minute, you, you might be shooting yourself in the foot by going that direction, you know, because you got to kind of feel the community out, if that's a good way to put it, Scott. You need to know what the, the relationships are in town as well to say, is that a good fit for you or not? You know, uh, it's it, it's fun to do that and it's fun to help others out. But sometimes you can't, uh, especially people that are from the outside the area that come in to want to run an event. They don't understand how, how philanthropic and how uh, giving our community is and how supportive our community is in supporting events at the fairgrounds, you know, and I think they have to, they lose that aspect sometimes. And uh, yeah, we've lost a couple here and there and it's really nothing that we've done. They just felt they wanted to grow into a much bigger thing for a bigger event. We're, we're landlocked. <laughs> we can't get any yeah. bigger. And that's the challenge of some events here that want to grow. Uh, an interesting one is next year, you know, Farm Technology Days is going to be out at the Country Fest grounds. And I pushed very hard to have that event here at the fairgrounds. And now people might say it's a little bit wild for doing that, but not really when you consider they don't have to put up any tents. They don't have to put up any of generators. They don't have to put up any restrooms. That's all here, which is a huge expense for that particular element. Parking 
quirky is not a problem. You just fix it. You know, so uh, I look for that to be something down the future that could be here. You know, stuff like that. It's um, I enjoy working with state organizations to say, let's bring that to Chippewa Falls. Uh, I've got some really good uh, seeds that have been planted and some major events that are will be coming because they love the venue. We've set the venue up structurally, physically, so that it can handle small events to large events. So bring it on. As we start to wind things down here, do you have a a great story or a great memory of of working with uh, an outside promoter to create an event from scratch that came here? I would say uh, an outside promoter that you have a lot of fun with. you know, I would say extravaganza, quite frankly. That particular group came to us years ago in creating an event that benefits the athletic department at the Chippewa, at the public school system. And the way they've grown and uh, the way we've they've helped us grow as well in that regards because they've typically always given some extra monies back for PA systems, heating and buildings. And now they're moving into our new facilities. And I look for some great things, but it's really, that's a a local community group that's really grown. And I look forward to really working with Oktoberfest to try to help them grow to a a larger event. I feel that event could easily expand into a larger event than what it is. So uh, I hope to work with them as well. Springfest is another one. Those are all local things, and it's really fun to work with the local community to meet their expectations and to bring that about to make it grow. Uh, outside ones, I'll tell you, we had a couple of monster truck shows out here that were really fun. Uh, the Big Rig Truck Show was very good until he sold it off, you know, to someone else. They went to a different direction, uh, but that was growing nicely. Uh, it was challenging for facilities when you get big rigs in here ripping the ground up, but those are things you can fix. I think our agricultural community, our ag growth is really going to boom here now with the facilities that we have, and I look forward to working with those. A reminder, everybody, Oktoberfest coming up on the 15th and 16th of September. Don't forget to, again, follow the uh, Northern Wisconsin State Fair on all of uh, the socials for the wide variety of events that come here. And as Rusty said, big and small, they uh, they cater to them all uh, yep. here at the uh, the fairgrounds. And, of course, uh, <laughs> the, the, the 2024 fair yeah. coming up <laughs> uh, in the coming months. We'll discuss uh, that even more. Rusty, good to chat with you. You bet, Scott. Great to be here. Thanks for listening to Fair Talk.